You are at war with yourself and likely don't realize it. Your thoughts, beliefs, habits, and actions often sabotage you. Are they helping you overcome adversity or setting you up for failure? To win this battle, you must connect with your inner warrior. We all have a warrior within us, one that strengthens our resolve and helps us to rise to meet life's challenges. If you're just surviving rather than thriving, then it's time to embrace the warrior archetype, live the warrior ethos, and ascend. If you are a veteran, first responder, or someone looking to take charge of your life, find your tribe, and then be the hero of your own story, this podcast is for you. Join Mike Kinney and Matt Hastings, two retired U.S. Army officers who served in U.S. Army Special Operations and Army Aviation Units, as they share with you optimal performance practices they learned in their time with the Military and Warriors Ascent, a 501c3 nonprofit that helps veterans and warriors with PTS. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Warriors Ascent podcast with your two hosts, Mike and Matt. And today we're going to talk about healing and tending the mind. Um, we had a previous episode that discussed that with uh, one rubric. Uh, borrowing from Daniel Kahneman's Thinking Fast and Slow, so System 1 and System 2. And today, we'll talk more about cognitive behavioral therapy and the CBT triangle, thoughts, emotions, and actions. So let me start with this. Have any of you had an instance where, um, I don't know, you're, you're triggered by be a thought, a stimulus, uh, something that someone does to you, and and yes, maybe you take it you take it to the extreme. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh my god, you know, why is it that I reacted so viscerally? So I'll, I'll give you an example. Here's a, here's a great anecdote of I'll say the power of this rubric. It's very important. So you're in an elevator, right? In a skyscraper, 50 floors. You're going up. So you walk into this elevator, and you've got a bunch of people behind you. You really don't take notice of who's in that elevator with you. But you turn, you face the door, and for 50 floors, you're being poked and prodded, poked and prodded the entire time. And in your mind, you're formulating what you're going to say to this dude, you know, why he's poking you and, you know, agitating you. So 50th floor comes, the doors open, you get out, you turn around, and you want to see what this guy, you know, what he looks like. Ah, and it ends up being a blind man with a cane. Right. So what happens to your disposition at that moment? Yeah, I would yeah, hazard a guess. Change, right. You go from ah, to, uh, uh, to being completely disarmed. Yeah, You're like, oh, my God, I feel horrible. This yeah. poor old man, he's yeah. he's just trying to see who else is in the elevator with him or whether or not he's alone or whatever. So you, uh, you know, you're completely disarmed. Your, your disposition, your reaction completely changed. Right. Your yeah, emotional, yeah. your emotional state for that matter. Exactly. Exactly. An automaton, an emotionless automaton. No, but so let me ask you, did the stimulus change at all? No, yeah. Not one no. bit, not one bit. It's your response, right? The thoughts that surrounded that stimulus. So that's what this model is about. And that's the power of this. And really, it can help you, I'll say, step in between stimulus and response. So explaining it ever so briefly, and then, you know, we can go into some anecdotes. So really the contention is that your thoughts drive your emotions. 
which drive your actions predominantly. Right. And as you can see with the, you know, with the two-way arrows, does it, you know, does it go the other way as well? I mean, can your emotional state drive your thoughts? Certainly. There are instances where, you know, geez, you're just not feeling well, or you might be sick, as an example. You may have gotten hurt, you broke your arm, and that affects your thoughts like, oh my God, you know, how could this happen to me? Yeah. Um, actions similarly, you know, can you take action that then affects your emotional state or even your thoughts about yourself? Absolutely. You know, there are times when it's just like, you know, I'm just going to show up, you know, for those that are, I'll say the weightlifters out there, right? Joe Weider, right? His number one rule, right? Show up. Number show two up was, was squat deep, right? You know, Pick so it. when he was working with Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, stuff. no, but there's real genius in that, you know, because what he's saying in essence is show up, right? Honor that commitment to yourself, take action. And once you're at the gym, now you're like, all right, I didn't feel like coming, but I honored my commitment. I took action. And in the end, you're like, you know, I feel pretty good now because now I've taken action. I've shown that I can honor commitments to myself, that I have discipline. So your emotional state elevates, right? right. Your thoughts about yourself similarly. Now you, you're re-ingraining, you know, in your mind, this notion that, no, I'm, I'm a person of action. I'm a person of discipline who honors, you know, his or her commitments. I mean, and this can be done to scale. This could be for someone who's really in a depression state. Could be just taking a shower that day. It could be, you know, you can scale this up to exactly what you said. Like, I think one of the hardest things you can do is show up to Warriors Ascent, for instance, if you've signed up. You know, um, we have no problem signing people up. We have a problem with people showing up because the commitment to yourself is probably one of the hardest that you'll make, right? That's it. You know, is, is honor those commitments to yourself. That's important. Right? Mm -hmm. So, thoughts. Really, you know, what we want to drive home today is that your, your thoughts drive your emotions and drive your actions. So, I'll say in a similar vein to our previous discussion on system one and system two, and just as a refresher and a reminder, system one are your automatic thoughts, habits, routines, intuition. System autopilot. two, exactly, autopilot. System two, deliberate thoughts, you know, intentional, et cetera, you know, et cetera. But uh, bottom line, those, those, those thoughts, whether they be automatic, whether they be deliberate, you know, whatever it might be, in large measure, drive your emotional state. Absolutely. Right. So again, whether they are um, automatic thoughts, maybe even limiting beliefs. That's a big one. You know, these ingrained systems of belief, some of which maybe stem from childhood. Hey, I'm not good enough. I've never been good at right. math. I'm not a good athlete. I'm not worthy. Uh, whatever it might be. Um, these are all thoughts that, you know, begin to tell a story, you know, to yourself, you right. know, that that's your personal narrative. And then you follow that, you know, into adulthood. Which, and then you again, just prove yourself right. Right, you know, and no, ex exactly. It ties into your emotional state. Um, and then consequently, I'll say impacts actions. So as an example, so if, if your thoughts are, hey, I'm not, a, I'm not a good athlete, I'm just not very athletic, or, or whatever it might be, right? Your emotions are like, why bother? You know, what, why, why bother? You know, I'm not good enough. I'm just going to get beat. I'm not going to get selected. I'm not going to be chosen. You're not going to have that growth mindset, 
you're going to have a fixed mindset, you know, borrowing from, from, you know, Carol Dweck's mindset, you know, to where you're like, well, you know, why even bother? I'm just not a good athlete. So then how does that impact your actions? Well, you're never going to be a better athlete. You're never going to be participating in things that might be fun. Right. Bring you out of, you know, some dark spots with other people, social. I mean, there's all kinds of ramifications for not trying. I know I did this. I, I don't know if you do. It's like, I don't like the things I'm not good at. And so I just, like, I don't want to do them, you know, instead of having that mindset of, man, I ought to try some, some of this stuff, you know, and just, and, and I think that's how I found yoga to be effective for me because I was like, I wasn't going to try that before. Yeah. You know, and now it's like, wow, that, that was dumb because it's really helpful. Meditation, things like that. Yeah. No, absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. But it was a thought, you know, it was a thought that um, a couple of them was, I thought yoga was for women, <laughs> you know, so I can't go to yoga. I'm not going to wear those tight pants. And right. I would look splendid in them, but I don't think anybody so, else so wants to see this. So let me ask you, so that, that was your thought, right? <laughs> right. So when you came to Warriors Ascent and Carrie, who's our yoga instructor, yeah. he's like, namaste, my brothers, you're all going to do yoga. Your thoughts were like, who is this hippie? He's right? just doing no shoes on. Anybody's an Air Force guy, Gulf War vet. Yeah. So, you know, a great dude yeah. and, and a warrior in his own right. I mean, he deals with all sorts of physical ailments, but he shows up, he, he does his own work and he's got the greatest attitude of, of anybody that I know. But at first you don't know that. And you're like, who is this hippie telling me to do yoga? Right. So then let me ask you about your emotional state. What were you thinking? What were your feelings at that point? Well, you know, I was like, <laughs> No, no one else has ever got me to do yoga. What makes this guy think he's going to get me on the floor and do some yoga? And I looked around in the room, saw these other big dudes, you know, some of them probably hadn't touched their toes in a while. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm super flexible or don't have a big belly or anything, but I mean, this guy was just like, I accept you. I love you. I'm like, you, you don't know me. How could you love me and accept me? Um, but you come to find out that guy, that guy is, oh, oh, special human that really does love you and accept you the minute you walk in there and some of the harshest critics i saw there was a guy i won't say his name but he was in my cohort um which i'm about a year the cohort uh, that's one year anniversary for me starts on monday for you guys so one year out and still in touch with some of these guys but i remember this guy was like he just looked around the room and he pointed to each one of us and said i hate you i hate you I'm not going to talk to you. And he just told us all that, you know, leave me alone. By the end, that guy is probably the biggest hugger yeah. and the lover of Carrie, our guru, um, because that guy knew how to change our thoughts into different, you know, actions and emotions. Like, I don't, I don't know how he did it, but he's just got the right cool attitude. Yeah. Um, made you just, Made me in particular, and I, I'm going to speak for everybody else because there's a lot of grumbling about getting down on the floor. Um, but I remember one of the guys bought mats for every one of his kids and his family, and they're, they're all doing yoga every night or yoga nidra before bedtime. And I mean, so, you know, changing some of these habits and just introducing a new thought pattern and just the way it changes your emotions. It was fabulous for me. Yeah, no, so using that, I'll, I'll say that framework, you know, so thoughts coming in, especially for a lot of the alpha guys, you know, alpha males, you know, CW4 aviator, Marine right. Scout sniper, you know, we've got SWAT guys, yeah. a whole bunch, you know, the thoughts are, 
I'm not doing that. That's for gals. That's for hippies. And I see no value in it. The emotion is whether it be agitation or yeah. obstinate, you know, whatever, you know, being stubborn or, you know, being outright angry. Like, what is this? Um, you know, and then the actions, if not, if there weren't an intervention, you know, would have been like, I'm not doing this. They throw their hands up. But, you know, what we said is, that, you know, get, getting back to, you know, the thoughts. It's like, trust the process. Right. This will, in fact, actually make you a better warrior, just like meditation. So don't think of it as something for, you know, hippies and, hey, on, on, only gals do this. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a dude. I'm a manly dude. Yeah. And it's a silly, uh, you know, look at myself and go, man, that was really dumb. Um, but you know, you don't, you know, it's all about growth and progress and, um, busting past, um, stigmas. If, the, if you've, you know, I, I think we alphas created our own stigma there, you know, looking to be that machismo. And I think what we're finding out, you know, is that there's a lot more to it. It's pretty tough and it takes a lot of guts to seek help. You know, and we were talking about this even earlier when it comes to our physical abilities in our 50s. You know, we had this long conversation and I'm like, man, I just, I've been lifting weights, but it's really embarrassing how little I lift on purpose because I know that I will hurt myself. I'm 100% fact, if I do any more, I will hurt myself. So I have to rethink my thoughts and my emotions to say, you know, I'm doing this to build strength, build my core. Then I'll get you know, more if that, if that happens, if I'm allowed to do that, otherwise I'll just be happy with what I'm doing, you know? Right. And you, and you're out there training for another damn marathon. Half. Half. So <laughs> might as well be, you know, an ultra marathon in my mind. Cause yeah. still that's at 53. That's amazing, Mike. And, but I know you were explaining to me how you were looking at your watch and your splits are off and you should. No, you know, I mean, so again, trying to keep maybe with this rubric is how, you know, I was saying to my wife, it's just like, Man, I used to be able to run at a certain pace, certain level of exertion, you know, with, with the whole wearable, right? And lamenting that, you know, what, what happened to that guy? You know, so my thoughts are a certain level of expectation. Like I should be able to execute at this level. The emotions that come from that, you know, I'll say disappointment. Um, yeah, you know, because I'm like, what, what, what happened to the guy that could do this or that, you know? And then actions, you know, you end up being like, oh man, you know, why even bother? Um, or hurting but, yourself, or you know. right? No, or, or or doing too much, you know? But you know, then my wife would point out, she's like, hey, you, it, it's okay, you know, it's, uh, you know, you're you're not a young guy anymore, and that and that's perfectly fine. So kind of retool your thoughts in terms of, you know, expectations. We'll say, right. um, you know, then I'll say emotionally, you're like, all right, let me, let me reframe that. And rather than focus on maybe not being at the level that I was, you know, focus on the fact that, Hey, at least, you know, I can still, I can still execute and do some good things, you know, and then actions that come from that are, you know, I'll say a sense of gratitude and commitment and a growth mindset right. in terms of, well, if I can get better, a little better tomorrow you know, than I was today, then, then that's a win and not so much focus on what I used to be able to do or the fact that that, that dude is gone forever, you know, but really maintain focus on, Hey, you know, 
I have the ability to do, you know, what it is that I can Whatever do. Whatever I can, I can do, I can yeah. pursue that growth and, you know, things are good. No, so let's have other examples. Let's say, uh, I mean, the one that afflicts so many people, road rage. I know you and I, we talked about that earlier. So somebody cuts you off or somebody's on the phone, you know, texting while you're driving and swerves into your lane. I'm sure all of us have been like, oh my God, I want to strangle this person. You know, and then maybe you're flipping them the bird, you know, road rage, or even at the low end, you're just getting really annoyed to the point where you're cursing and your passengers are like, Geez. and they're like, oh my God, you know, dad's losing it. What yeah. the heck? You know, so, you know, let, let's, we talked about contingencies and all alternate thoughts. So let's break it out using this, you know, this, this triangle. So your thoughts are. Somebody cuts you off. What, what are your initial thoughts? You no, know, that guy, he's got something against me. And I'm, you know, I don't know what he wants from me, but. Or he's more important than he you. He thinks he's bigger or and he better than care. me. He he's like, to, hey, you're in He doesn't have to follow the rules. Yeah. Right. All these things are going through my mind. And right. I can just feel the emotions stack coming up. Right. So then as a consequence, your emotions are, you know, hey, screw that guy. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, mm, you know, who does that right guy? I'm going to get right on his tail. I'm going to do something. Exactly. Exactly. And then your actions are exactly that. You get right on his tail, you flip him off, you pull up alongside him, you're Roll screaming, your, down, your kid's to... in the back going, oh my God, the old man's yeah. lost his marbles. Right. You know, your wife's like, who's this crazy man? Right? No, exactly. So that that's how this kind of works. One of the other things, you know, that we'll teach at Warriors Ascent is we'll use what, what they call the daily thought record, which in essence takes this and makes it very formulaic. Yeah. So it lays out, you know, the date time group. Okay. Hey, when did the incident happen or the feeling? Right. And it talks about, okay, what, what are your thoughts at that point? Right. What are your thoughts? What, what, are, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Right. What's the action that you took? And more often than not, what, you know, I'll say precipitates this level of intervention is a, is a suboptimal coping mechanism, right? right? Or action, you know, wherein somebody's flipping somebody off, yelling, screaming, and you're like, I, I need to get to the bottom of this and, and make some changes. Right. So then the technique with the daily thought record is what's an alternate thought? So let's talk about that. I'll, 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 I'll throw you under the bus. You know, and say, I, so Matt, what alternate thoughts? Some, some of my new things are like, well, I'm going to, you know, this term I use learned called grace. You know, it's not just the thing <laughs> you do before you shout out. What is this out. grace thing you speak But, of? you know, it's like, hey, maybe that person is in a real hurry because, right. you know, their kid's at home alone and they got to get there. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on in this person's life. So I'm just going to assume that they don't know me. They're not doing anything against me. I wish they would drive a little more carefully and understand that they, you know, bring risk to others. But the thing is, it's like... I. I can't get in their head and assume they're doing something to me. That's, that seems odd. If you like di diagnose that later right. and say like, um, you know, that I don't, shouldn't be a front to me. And it's, if it only takes me an extra 10 seconds to get somewhere, like what's the value, what's the return on that investment of getting so upset. And, and, you know, I've put out this energy to have all these emotions that cause me this physical toll. And then like if I'm with people, they're going to react to me. And now I have to play this game where I'm saying, oh, uh, you know, I'm having to come up with why I did what I did and how, I, you know, and then I feel remorse and it's all bad. It's all bad outcome. All, you know, and it's just easier to say like, geez, that person may need me to just back off a little bit. 
Yeah. You know, what the saying goes, hey, give people grace because everyone's fighting a battle that you know nothing about. You know, you never know what they're going through. And let's be honest, there are times when, you know, deep down that ain't it. You know, or yeah, not that I mean, you could possibly know, but they're just being inconsiderate. Yeah, that's a teenager. But the fact of the matter you is, know. you know, can you do anything about it? No, yeah, and I think that's he, the point. I, I want to say it's one of the Stoic philosophers. Um, I'm not sure. I think it was Epictetus, if I'm not mistaken, said um, being angry and holding a grudge against somebody is the equivalent of you drinking poison and thinking that it's going to hurt them. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that was one of the things that getting rid of, like, if you have is something you're harboring against somebody, you know, and I, of course, I think we, I don't know, I'm gonna speak for everybody. I know I have several and, uh, just kind of releasing some of that is, it's huge weight off your chest, you know, I would have, I would have thought that some of those people are reserved to me just to dislike them forever. And it's like, it's just poisoning. Well, I mean, then there's that concept of forgiveness as well. And a lot of people, myself included, I'll get wrapped around that. It's like, no, no, no. There's some people that have done me wrong and I am. <laughs> it's going to be hard to forgive <laughs> Forgiven them. is kind of hard, but, you know, people, I'll say the you more enlightened will, will, will point out that the forgiveness is really for you. Yes. You know, that not that you're going to be like, all right, hey, no harm, no foul. You completely abused me or betrayed me or screwed me over or whatever. And hey, that's cool. That ain't it. What it is, is you're like, hey, listen, I'm so angst ridden over this. I'm no longer going to give you power and dominion over my mental state. So I'm going to forgive, let, but, you know, and there it is. And it's really an attempt to just say, I'm going to move past this for my own good. I always and just, and just learned go. some of the stuff I've learned through getting to where I'm at. And I'm, I think I'm always going to be a student of this, but was that, um, you know, I just, now I forgot what I was going to say. That's not good. No big deal. No, yeah. big deal. it happens to me too. It's yeah. that old, it's, it's that over 50 disease, man. Yeah, it's it who you're talking about. No. So, I mean, just, just to wrap up, um, and again, make it, make it relevant, you know, to those that are listening like practical application, action steps. So actions drive, or I'm sorry, thoughts drive emotions, drive actions. So what I'll say to people is this, if you do a root cause analysis, right? And say, okay, I took an action, an inappropriate action, and I want to remedy it, but where did that stem from? You know, more often than not, you can, you can walk it back to your emotional state. Well, I was hurt. I was angry. Um, I was fearful. I was scared. Right. Whatever it might be, and you're like, "All right, we're we're you know, we're, so we're getting closer. This we're getting closer." Say, what yeah. are the thoughts then that really underpin that emotional state? And more often than not, you can walk it back to a thought or a limiting belief, or and we won't get into all the details here, but a cognitive distortion, right? Right. So all or nothing thinking. Um, you know, catastrophizing. There, there's a variety of of cognitive distortions that afflict people. Um, that you know, for the, for those that feel so compelled, can look it up online, and they're very informative. But bottom line is things that uh, impact your thoughts and your thinking, um, which result in an adverse emotional what state and adverse is, actions. Yeah. Is that um, that thought oftentimes? gets projected. I know I do this and I've, I've learned I do this is that I project onto that person what I'm feeling. And I think they truly are feeling that. 
And, and then all the evidence continues to support them, right? And then later you code, you know, let's say you confronted the person and you talk about it and they're like, eh, that isn't at all what was going on. So like I've discovered that I project my thoughts, which causes emotions. And then it causes me to have these actions where I'm going to say things or do things. And then it's like a lot of the times it's a miscommunication, you know, or, or because I've projected. And so back to the grace, back to the learning to um, accept that maybe your internal thoughts aren't driving everybody around you, you know? It could be thoughts or expectations. I think we talked about that before, is, is there's certain expectations that you might levy on people where, hey, doing your, your work in the military as, a, as an aviator, where you've got the lives of your crew and passengers at stake, that's a no-fail mission. So your thoughts are, I need to do everything perfectly. I need to be on time. I need this. I need that. And what we've come to realize is those thoughts drive your emotions, right? Which are, if you're not meeting those standards, you are screwed up and I'm going to yeah. jump in your stuff, right. Right. you know, and, and that's the action. Okay. Now I'm going to skin you, you know, up and down, boom, boom. Um, when in fact those thoughts, right? Those thoughts, those expectations maybe are unrealistic because you're no longer in that situation and not everyone can or should be held to that same standard. Right. And I think the other thing is that we get to know is that people can rise to that occasion. You know, if you hold people accountable, they can rise up, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you should require your 10 year old to rise up to the standard of a, you know, a sergeant in the army or something. Um, yeah. Reasonable expectations. Reasonable expectations. Reasonable expectations. I mean, we should always think, you know, that somebody could be, you know, attain, try to get a higher goal, I guess, but, and believe in yourself. Yeah. Yep. Growth mindset, you know, growth mindset. You can always be better, but don't beat yourself up. Even at 53, Mike, I see, keep learning. That's true. And it's yeah. just new stuff. Um, and it's all stuff that, you know, again, like to apply all this stuff somehow. And again, that's why I really like Warriors Ascent. Helped me with my application to things. And um, I really enjoyed discussing uh, how to th these metacognitive thinkings, how do we think about our thinking and breaking it down into all these different elements that we've been talking about lately. I, th I think that framework is, is formative. And I think understanding how it is your mind works is absolutely integral to to healing because if you don't understand i'll say the processes that underpin your your thoughts your emotions and actions you're going to be hard pressed to uh to remedy i know and, how and a turbine engine things. works you know so why shouldn't i know how my brain works in the way the way i think that's right that should help me in an emergency situation with my engine it's going to help me in an emergency situation with my brain my body my actions that's that's a great metaphor my friend appreciate it all right mike what do you think have uh all these people at the end of this maybe we should ask them to hit like and share please. and help us grow our podcast <laughs> because that goes, that goes without saying yes right. please so hit like social media share you name it, all of it. I mean, if this is helpful, which we hope it is, you know, relevant and germane, um, yeah, please share it. Friends, family, you name it. Appreciate you all.
and we will see you in the next episode. Hi, Matt Hastings here, sending a thank you for watching this episode of the Warriors Ascent podcast. You know, we strive to build a community of warriors made up of our nation's veterans and first responders, and to reach as many of those in need as possible, we need your help. Please just smash that like button and comment or share our content. Warriors Ascent is a Kansas City-based nonprofit that aids veterans and first responders with PTS. I went through this effective program and want those that are struggling to find what I found. Check us out on our website at warriorsascent.org.